Hey, 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 and kia ora. G'day. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Drag Race Down Under Season 2, the finale. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Clank. Clank. Everyone, welcome to the finale of Drag Race Down Under. Now you already know, if you don't, what we do is we watch the show live mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a live viewing party mm-hmm. and we record as we're viewing it and then we release it one time thank you for finally explaining it to me yeah i've been doing it wrong this whole time yeah just so you know tom that's mm-hmm. what we're doing here okay okay great, great. Cool. guidelines policy got it Reproject- how no. are you how are oh, you oh my gosh it's good i am i'm just refreshed we had mama we had mama williams here for the weekend <laughs> she's not williams she's jones mama jones well, mama Coleman, jones really but it's been good it's, it's been a good weekend we've been a bit extravagant we had a lovely time it was lovely to have mum visit um, it, was, it was good it was good times good vibes time. yes dropped her off on the train not long ago She's got home safely. You'll be glad to know. I just want to say that I'm quite sad because I've enjoyed podcasting RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. I think you have, obviously, being a citizen of Down Under, you have a special connection. um, And it's been a really good season. It has been a good season. It's been a great season. And I and I without casting any shade, this season has been a redemption for season one, and I hope that that's going to be the consensus because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't rate season one, and I think it's because of a there was just too much push, there was a, too much push yep. for certain queens mm-hmm. of there in, in there. Mm-hmm. There was the favoritism of certain queens, mm-hmm. a very obvious favoritism. And then there was the the racist allegations that weren't handled well at uh, all. Weren't allegations really they were well substantiated. Allegations. Um yeah, I completely agree with you, all those reasons. I think it's a shame that so many amazing queens got lost in the shuffle of all that scandal. Um and anybody who's been put off Drag Race Down Under by season one, I would highly recommend that they watch season two. This is a revival. I And if you haven't already listened to, we did an amazing interview and we had a great chat yeah. with Minnie Cooper, who was one of the superstar queens of Drag Race Down Under, and we had a great time. We had uh, such a lovely... She was so kind, so gracious, um, so candid. Um, we really had a great time talking to her. We spent far more time talking to her than we even intended to. Um, and she was so open and kind and, with, and generous with her time. Um, she's a real, real lovely person. Um, and I think she gave some really amazing insights into what it's like to be on Drag Race. Well, I mean, I've, I've gotten some pretty good feedback mm, about um, that interview. Yeah. And do you know what I feel? Because I've listened to it more than once. And I don't, I don't usually listen to it over but mm-hmm. uh, over and over. But I listened to it more than once because it was just so insightful. As someone who, you know, we review the show. And mm-hmm. then when you start to hear things that go on behind the scenes and off camera. Mm-hmm. And then how the contestant actually feels as a person and not as a character. Yes, definitely. That, I think that was... For me, one of the most refreshing and insightful things that I enjoyed, I particularly enjoyed that. And it was so yeah. nice talking to Mindy Cooper. And I, I don't know if you felt it, but there was just much more of a... You get to see them 
outside of the competition. Mm-hmm. You get to chat to them outside of this competition, high pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And it was she, she just came up so much more relaxed and just you're oh, right definitely. candid. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a re- it was a really nice energy. Definitely, I've thought about her in the chat that we had quite a lot since since then actually. Um, and yeah, it's made me reflect quite a lot on. Um, what the queens go through in this process. It's not easy at all. It's not easy, is it's it? Not, it's, it's not. It's not easy. And also, and I think I think we do understand this quite well, and I think our listeners understand it quite well, but what you see isn't always the truth. <laughs> Say it with me. Mm. What you see. <laughs> in the sense that... Isn't always the truth. Thank you. The, the, the person behind the reality TV presentation can be very, very different. And I think I think we have a good understanding of that. What was something that Minnie Cooper said that you remember? Just 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 think of something that was that was just from the interview. That Ooh, was just like, oh, I like that answer. Oh, um, I, it was more of a vibe, really. That I liked how Minnie did not sit there and say, oh, I didn't say that, or or that was that wasn't like she owned every single thing that she said I did on the show. Um, some things she was apologetic about, and um. But like I, I don't personally. I don't think she's got anything to apologize for. I think it was really intense situation. I think there's a lot of big characters in that room <laughs> expressing themselves in the moment. Um, but I loved her ownership. Yeah, there, there was no kind of like, oh, you know, that 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 was the edit that was completely taken out of context. I think it was, she was, it was complete ownership of of who she was on the show. I love that. I also really loved. Mm-hmm. You know, because other queens have called her, you know, legendary, that the mm-hmm. L word, which I think is throwing around too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with someone like her who's owned it, because Spanky mm-hmm. said it, a lot of the queens, when she walked in, said it, when I looked at her CV, mm-hmm. I'm going to say from now on, how um, she, she she made it very clear that mm-hmm. she's just holding a torch for, that, for, yeah. for the other queens who mm-hmm. paved the way for her to do drag. So... I'm I am so there for and I think it gets lost a lot in the younger queens mm-hmm. um how they don't realize mm-hmm. how how good I mean we may not have it the best in the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. but I think some of them don't realize how hard it was mm-hmm. and they take it for granted and I yes. really do appreciate and I really enjoyed and and I gave had so much respect for when she wanted to make it clear that she's holding a torch humility the, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah it was yeah. it was and, and, it's so nice when you're seeing someone whose character is, you know, um, she she she's polarizing, but she's mm. also full of life, and she she talks a lot, and she's loud, and she's that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But she she makes sure to let you know, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I've been around there. People know me, but there are people before me, and I and I and I pay my respects to them. So that, yeah. that was one of the nice things. But if you haven't listened to the interview, I, I can tell you right now, it's it's one of our best podcasts. I'm really that proud we have done. Of it. I'm very yeah, yeah, I'm very proud. I think you were amazing in it, Tom. <laughs> You think were amazing. I think, I think ever since your BBC interview, you've really stepped up your game. <laughs> and I'm just wondering when you're going to bring that to the podcast. <laughs> well, I, let's know. see if it happens to Oh, me. you seem to give you all when it's not just for us, is uh, it? Minnie is has it? also given his little message to say she was really happy with how it turned out as well. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... It, Hello to all the drag queens listening. <laughs> if you if, if if you want a little chat with us, let us know. <laughs> let's let us know. We're open to it. Get in touch with our publicist, i.e., Instagram, message us or, or Twitter or Twitter. We're accessible and, both. and and hopefully we can sort something up because it's actually got me excited. Uh, I would it, love to do it's more not of them now. We've done habitually before. Uh, we are a review podcast, but yeah. um, 
you know. But we are very good. At- <laughs> we, we just realised that we are really good at a lot of things. I think we're never going to turn down um, exciting opportunities to talk to these amazing queens, are we? And I, I think, and thank you very much to Minnie. I think Minnie mm-hmm. really, really let us know what what power we had for someone in their position and 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 it was really nice he said it was nice to listen to your podcast and hearing it from not such a mean point of view and i was like oh that's really nice it's Uh, something we try our best with really i don't think we have to try that hard because i think it's a it's our disposition we we don't want to tear these queens down absolutely not but it was a psychological and competitive side that we Mm -hmm. always focus on on a podcast and i think if we do do interviews those are the two things i'd want to stick with because then it just becomes a generic i mean we've had some lovely interview that you can just get on youtube yeah we've had some lovely feedback over the years to be honest like it's lovely to hear it from Minnie, but we've also heard from like spanky and hannah this season via messages we've in the past we've heard from like diabetti the vivian yeah you know um so i think it's really important for us to to bear in mind that <laughs> the queens are listening. we're really good the queens are listening <laughs> we just have to bear in mind that we we know we're bloody amazing yeah we're so good we've only made one enemy who shall remain nameless oh <laughs> I do. I cannot. I'm not. No, we're no. not going to. We're not going to say their name. We are not going to say their name. But if I saw, if I see her, oh, oh, she's oh, girl. Mm. Okay, let's move on. Oh, that, let's move on. We're in a safe space. Yeah, we're in a safe space. We're in our good place. Just, just, good you place. know what? I need a sip. Oh God. Mm. Okay, I'm ready. I'm having a really delicious orange wine today. It's lovely. Right. They're just, mm. you know what? They're just getting more and more ways of selling to the gays. Absolutely. Okay, more guys, colors. what have we got? We've done rosé. Let's. We've done, you know. Oh, I know an idea, guys. Let's do orange. Mm-hmm. I bet you next month you're gonna have lavender. Absolutely. You're gonna have a, a lavender rosé, and we will eat. It, yeah. Uh, we'll drink it down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll drink it down. <laughs> we will drink it up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. So uh, here we are. We're at the finale. I am sad because I have genuinely enjoyed this cast let's go out with a bang though eh let's enjoy their not their swan song that sounds too morbid but their their final celebratory big push so we've got spanky jackson queen kong hanaconda i think this is a super duper tight top three and it's hard to call should we give a little recap of these queens and kind of like their track records going into it yeah let's go well Spanky's been in the bottom once and she had three wins, but her bottom placement was right at the beginning and she's basically been high or winning nearly every episode since. Hannah's had slightly different trajectory, even though she's got a really similar track record. So she's got three wins and one bottom placement, but her bottom placement was last week. And it was such a surprise to see Hannah in the bottom for the makeover challenge because she's such a technically skilled queen, but that's what happened. And I felt like Hannah had more of a rising trajectory. She was like, high, 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 then win, win, win. You're right, because I remember we kept saying early on in the mm. episodes, she was due a win. Yeah. She's yeah. doing, so, she's so close to the surface. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Ariel, she just needed to go that <laughs> much further. She needed to sell something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She, she needed something. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she, she was there. She was there. She was so close. So that's Spanky and Hannah. Tell me your thoughts on Queen Kong, our other queen in the finale. Um, Queen, well, Queen Kong, as we know, shines when it comes to performing arts. Mm-hmm, she is, mm-hmm. she is, I, I, and I'm going to say it. She's one of the best dancers mm-hmm. I have seen on any 
of the yeah. RuPaul's Drake. I will put her happily in the top three best dancers. If I could, if I, if I could make a list, I'll make it later Out of on. Out interest, who'd be, who, off the top of your head, who else is in there? Can you bring it to mind? On the top of my head, um, Denali. Mm. I would also put um, Brooklyn. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I would put Alyssa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would put Trinity K. Bonet. Imagine putting together a review of these queens. I would put Cameron Michaels. Anybody from any other international seasons like UK, Espana? UK, I would Canada. put... Uh, oh, Kimi Couture? I would put Kimi Couture mm-hmm. if it wasn't a technical... Lee mm-hmm, Dance, mm-hmm. she's good at like ow, ow, mm-hmm. and like you know the, that kind of street hip hop choreography. Yeah, um, she's amazing. Yeah, but those are those what are fantastic the, list of queens that was though. I love that. Those are the mm-hmm. queens that I would love to. Um, Electra Shock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Electra Shock or Electra Fence. I don't know. The, the thing here is that Electra Fence. Mm-hmm. Is a good freestyler, but we mm-hmm. saw in the choreography challenges for yeah. Drag Race that she was a bit early. That she, you know, the, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if that was nerves or something. I, think I would it probably was. I, yeah, I, I would like to see her do that again and see how she goes um, another time. If but, she hadn't struggled that episode, we wouldn't have had her inspirational quote: "Smash the world, oh. smash the bullies." Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. She's basically <laughs> spokesperson for Nintendo. She really is. Smash Bros. Smash Brothers coming Smash, out next August Smash in sisters. 2020. Yeah. Smash Queens. But Queen Kong is one of the best mm-hmm. performers. And you can see that she really shines every time there's a performance. Except for yeah. the acting. I think I think acting can be or is her down she just had such a rocky start and i i do think there's like a significant emotional component to that that we might have a chance to discuss later on the episode um but she she had a rocky start um couple of bottom placements but then she's ascended she she shone in the girl group challenge she's fabulous in the makeover and we know always that the finale episode traditionally is a performance-oriented challenge. It's usually a remix. So I'm very excited to see what she brings. If 2022 episode. and 2021 has taught us anything, is that the finale episode really means nothing. <laughs> is that mm. they usually just go... I mean, let's just... Straight away, let's just go to Canada's finale. Mm-hmm. Kimi Couture winning... Literally killing all of the other queens out mm-hmm. of the, in the top four. Mm-hmm. And not being able... That, that meant nothing. It meant nothing. There's been a lot of conjecture around the kind of finale. I mean, I think people felt like I mean, like even was... if we go to All Stars and we see Monet mm-hmm. Exchange versus Jinx Monsoon. Totally. Monet, like, it meant nothing. I think... Tom, it means <laughs> nothing. <laughs> that means nothing. The Art Simone memes have been doing the rounds again. <laughs> I love Art Simone. Love... That means nothing. I thought Art Simone was another victim of production in season one as well. Um, Everyone's a victim the, of production. It was the, the the push turned people against her when she's actually phenomenally talented, you know. Um, yeah, no, but I totally agree with you there. I think I think for me, they pick and choose when the finale matters. Like um, Crystal Versace, the finale mattered. Yep. Right, because she had the worst track record versus yep. Kitty and Ella of Day. But the finale mattered in that instance. Well, let, let's just go back one more season. Drag Race season two, the finale did not matter. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because Lawrence Cheney should not have won if they were looking at their finale performance. Definitely. I mean, you, you had, you know, Tace and Bimini there killing it. Hi, that's me. That's Legend Cheney. It was just so I mean, we, 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 love, we love Lawrence to bits. Oh, I love her to bits, but the finale was not the one. But also, she wasn't, like, she wasn't my favourite in UK Her neither. That's just not her forte. She's a fantastic comedian. Oh, exactly. Always looks flawless top to toe, but she's that's not it. like a pop star, and that's fine. You know? Do you think there's something wrong with the finale format? Do you think there's something that needs to change because the finale format favors the performance queens? I don't know. I don't and know. And so, if you're a queen that if you're a queen that's been killing it all season, but mm-hmm. performance isn't your thing, the lasting impression that they get of you is mm-hmm. a bad performance. But really, that doesn't define a you. It doesn't define your drag. But b it doesn't define if you're your talent. I think my what well, I I think it's always got to be fun and celebratory. And I think this is a this is a budget friendly way of doing that. You keep it in the studio. My favorite way of doing a finale is when the queens have an opportunity to put together. A performance. You've got three queens in the top three, or five, as there were in season fourteen, and they put together a performance that um, epitomizes their drag and their brand. And I think giving them the opportunity to do that with a few backup dancers and a nice stage is really, really good way of celebrating them and allowing queens to show off their uniqueness. I think the talent show would be a good time at the end. For us to see, okay, cool, your, your, your swan song mm-hmm. or your final impression should be who you are mm-hmm. as a drag queen. What are you? Are you a are you a fashion girl? Okay, come out, show us something that you you know that you've created or that you can do. You're a singer, let's see you sing. Are you a dancer? I want to see your Versace boots fly off, <laughs> you know, fly off the house down. House down Versace boots. Yeah, I, that's what I want to see. But I just had a brainwave. If it's not already taken, drag name, Gloria Swan Song. Like Gloria Swanson. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no? That's like, anybody? And you know what? There's someone <laughs> listening going, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Dr. Tom's done it again. And like, that Paolo, he never gets any of his references. Why are they even doing a podcast together? Oh, my God. Um, my, somebody might have already taken it. But. This is a very tight top three. What, um, it really is. Yeah. What were you, let's talk about, let's quickly go through, because we can go on forever. Our, our first, do you remember your first thoughts? On each of these queens? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we can easily just go... People can just easily listen to episode one. But what do you... I remember Hannah walking in. Sorry. I remember Spanky walking in and going, that's basic drag. For me, that was really basic drag. But there was something so wholesome and lovable about her. There there it is. Exactly. I was... I was... I did not want to critique her look harshly because I liked her. That's what I, I distinctly remember thinking. And I feel more comfortable talking about that now because I've seen her evolution in her polish as the season's gone on. Um, and I genuinely think her makeup, her hair, her padding, everything has come on leaps and bounds. Absolutely. This, this queen is here to like take the advice she's given. But one thing that you can't teach is star power and heart. And she's got it in spades. And that was evident from the beginning. I was so glad she survived that first episode. I don't remember what I thought about Hannah Condo, I, but I'm... I don't remember. I, rem- I think, I think we oh, wow, said that she's she was pretty. Be- beautiful. She's very pretty. We yeah, said be- she was beautiful. That's exactly what we said. I'm sorry, I totally talked over you then. I'm really sorry. That was bad of me. That was very Tom from Married at First Sight. <laughs> oh, we just started UK. watching Married oh, at First yeah, Sight UK. Yeah, please believe. We have just started watching Married at First Sight UK, and we are obsessed <laughs> with um, Tom and Adrian. 
we really are. We'll be watching with interest. Yeah. No spoilers, like, guys. I'm we literally, as soon as we finish podcasting, we're going back on that episode. We really are. It's really good. Um, but you said something uh, about Hanaconda, didn't you? I just remember. Because, you know, what's in a name, Tom? What's in a name? Well, I remember her laying it on a bit thick that she was um, sweeter than her name would suggest. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I think she has been pretty sweet all season. There's been one or two moments, like a bit of a spat with Beverly and that sort of thing. Oh, that moment where the snake came out. Oh, that's the Hanaconda. (laughs) Oh, there she is. I mean, we've all got got fangs. We've all got a bit of venom. And she didn't stop. Even when Beverly was crying, she was still going. They had to start, no. they, had, they had to do the hand on the the hand. You know, when someone puts your hand on your thigh, mm-hmm. they had to do that to her. Like, girl, Didn't really? Did you do that? Someone, someone did the whole. I, I, I interpreted that. I think, I think when she kept going, she was actually trying to offer comfort at that point and hold back. But I think Spanky put a hand on her leg. Was like, just stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> just, just stop talking, girl. <laughs> girl, girl, the damage is done. No, I think, I think I've really enjoyed getting to know Hannah as a character. But also that moment in the sorry to. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, how'd you like that? I know, I deserve um, it. That time and Untucked where you know exactly the moment I know, I was exactly it was the about. when they had to wear the red. Mm-hmm. It was that what was and she it looked was, beautiful in yeah. that red. It was it was based on the Kazapi yeah. design. So it was she was wearing that it was that red that red outfits runway episode and she mm-hmm. was talking and then for that, that little moment she looked over and Beverly broke, down, Beverly broke down crying and there was that little moment where she looked at her and I just live for that moment the, the look on her face is like you've been t- I, was t- I was saying something I was really talking. Interesting. I was talking yeah I was talking and now you want to choose to break so down funny. so I funny I love it I love Hannah I, I love, love Hannah she's pure a bit I I think my first impression was Hannah it was I saw Polish beauty and um, a big personality. And I was so happy to see that she could totally back it up through the season with talent and humour. And you just put her in a comedy challenge and she hits out the park. Hannah's beyond polished. She's just so beautiful. She is ridiculously polished and I love her. When Queen Con walked out, mm-hmm. I knew that she was good from the reaction mm-hmm. of all the other girls when she walked in. But also... There was something in my heart that sung seeing a, a another Polynesian mm. on the screen. And I was just like, please treat her better than Britta Filter. Please. Yeah. That, that, that was the first thing that yeah. came to my head. Please treat her better than Britta. I think Britta was given a really bad edit. Completely um, I think that I think that, yeah, I, and I didn't like that. Britta for all stars at some point. Yeah, please. absolutely. But I was, Redemption. Like, I was like, please, please treat her better than Britta. Uh, that, that's what I was thinking. I've really watched with interest um, seeing your connection with Queen all season, actually. And it's reminded me of how important representation is on shows mm. um, not that I should ever forget that but it's been a really nice reminder for me um, and I, I agree with you she just walked in and she had gravitas she walked in like her name suggests she was royalty heavyweight of expectation and then I was like a bit surprised the first couple of episodes when she struggled I just felt like there was something going on with her something else um, and then so happy to see her rise like I could not wait to see Queen in a performance in a girl challenge. group challenge yeah, I, I just, was like I just, come on it, it's going to write itself she's going to win it, it could not come 
any sooner. And a lot of the things that she said, she has been such a important part of the series, the mm-hmm. way that she engaged in the conversation with Hannah in regards to her history, mm-hmm. touching on, you know, some 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 racism. Mm-hmm. The, the way that she appropriation, handled, yeah, I think and, is how it's sorry, phrased. Appropriation, yeah. let me just say that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Appropriation. Mm. The way that she handled that conversation, that is a conversation we needed on season one. Yeah. I'm so glad that they had that conversation. I'm so glad that it was Queen Kong mm-hmm. who who led it. I'm, I'm very happy. And if, yeah. yeah, so thoughtful, so articulate. I've loved seeing Queen as well, even in her moments on the show when she's um, lost the run of herself a little bit, like in her spat with Bev. She's so reflective, and that's something Minnie said as well. Like, Queen is a sensitive and reflective person who will take a step back from a situation, think about her behavior, think about other people's behavior, and really seek to move forward positively, which makes me think that she's a fantastic spokesperson for Down Under Drag. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing is that I think I understand her more and more because... It's you know you can't help but see similarities mm-hmm. you know especially when you're both from the, I mean we're both from South Auckland mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I grew up we mm-hmm. are both you know I'm Samoan she's Samoan and Tongan mm-hmm. um, so she's solving the world crisis by bringing Samoa and Tonga <laughs> yes. together so she was born she was born to bridge the gaps oh, she was born to heal the nations mm. you know. Sam, if, if everyone doesn't know, you know, there's the running joke is that Samoa and Tonga don't get along, much mm-hmm. like Australia and New Zealand, um, you know, but it's it's, all, it, it's all in good fun. Pomada said that she was there to bring Australia and New Zealand together, but Queen's here to bring Polynesian nations together. And she, she, she taught us a lot. And, and you, you understand her drag more when you start to see things or hear things. She mm-hmm. does say she she brings up that our history is it's oral it's not mm. written down it's it's passed down through tattoos um tattoo tattoos it's passed down through song it's mm-hmm. passed down through music it's through through dance yeah and then you see that that's where she flourishes it's mm. almost like the things that we're good at is just it's in, it's inherited mm-hmm. and, and when you see her perform you believe it yeah. She's an amazing performer. Um, totally. I think I think we've talked enough. I want to get into the episode. Let's go. The Queen's walking. The mirror message is um, it's it's it's, it's a, by Miles. No, sorry, wrong. The mirror message is no. That is it. By <laughs> she didn't she didn't just pop in. She popped off. Love yes, Molly. Hashtag I'm a molar baby. <laughs> and it's the joke because everyone thought she was a mole. I mean, bless her heart. Like, Molly Molly had a really interesting trajectory as well, didn't she? Winning the first episode, which really marked somebody as a contender. And she always did really well all season, but she just missed out on the top three. Um, fab all round a queen, very lovable. Um, love that mullet. And apparently she's a mole. Molly was great. She really was great. Molly was great from the get-go. Her act, I remember thinking she was great in the acting challenge, especially in episode two, where she was paired yes. with Queen Kong. She mm-hmm. played that, that really butch lesbian character <laughs> in, in, in jail very well. Yeah. Her constructions I thought was good. Again, I thought that she was really good with her padding and her body. She had a great rapport with Hannah in the stand-up comedy challenge. Yeah. I mean, they were great. It was so hard to choose who should be in the bottom that episode it was i mean molly had a great run she really she should be really proud of the work that she did very lovable i could see her touring with hannah 
They need to. Mm. They need to. They were, I mean, Tom, for so long, Tom couldn't tell the difference. No, that was the first. Well, it, it really came to the fore in the first acting challenge when <laughs> I completely realized that praised two different Molly two for different Hannah's performance, <laughs> yes. which was really, really terrible. <laughs> but, um, apologies all round, girls. I know that you're unique and beautiful people. Amen. The, the Maxi <laughs> Challenge, they need to do it. They're doing a collaboration with no one but... No one other than the RuPaul Absolutely. on her new song. Who is she? I've not heard. Who is she? Who is she? That reminds me of the um... <laughs> Nikki Graham from no. Big Brother. God rest her soul. Who is she? Who is she? You said Nikki Graham, but then that takes me back to there's a ah uh, the movie I can't remember. It was choreographed by Bob Fosse. Oh. And it was, you know, that's what um, Beyonce used as inspiration for her Get Me Bodied. Oh, lovely. I love hearing this. Do you know how, um, and I'm gonna, people, you can't see me, but the iconic, that movie, can you see the yeah, movie? Yeah, 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 so very fussy. It, it was, yeah, so that mm-hmm. was from there. And then they, they did things like The Boxer and it mm-hmm. was, so, um, but that starts off with the, who is she? Who is she? Okay. People popping up going, who is she? So that's the first thing I thought of. And I was like, oh, it's going to be, the choreography is going to be, very, it's, it's going to be like the era. It's going to be very fussy type. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, but. Any, yeah. any Brit of my generation, if you say to them, who is she? Well, think of the iconic, late, great Nikki Graham from Big Brother. <laughs> We're doing the whole, who is she? Who is she thing? Anyway, oh, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> so they're in a collab with, with that song, Who Is She? They have to write and record their own verses. And then obviously they're going to learn choreography. And then we find out who the choreographer is. And it is... Electra Shock. It's Electra Shock. Mm. I mean, I was, I was, you know, I'm happy because she was really good. Remember, Electra Shock's known for the one who said she was in the bottom because um, she was too much... She was the Beyonce of the group. That it was, was her so word. So stupid. That, that was such. A, that was silly. That they was gave silly. Scarlett the win for the exact same thing that they put Electra in the bottom for. Ter- and also in the talent show, she did that lovely contemporary performance. And they put- or they, or they were like your makeup. Your yeah, hair. and your dress is based. It's like she's got to jump around, love. And also, that's contemporary. Exactly. It's they were trying to get rid of her at that point. Which was which was weird. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you get non-dancers critiquing contemporary or just dance in general because they don't a they don't know how to assess. All they can do is it. It just goes off. Like for example, there's if there's a if there's a dancer and a non-dancer looking at a dance, mm-hmm. the non-dancer looks at it and says. From my experiences and what I like to see, yeah. I don't like that. Or I do like that. Whereas yeah. an actual dancer will look at it and be like, that was technically brilliant or that wasn't. Or you didn't spot enough. Mm-hmm. Or there wasn't enough height in that leap. Or the split wasn't a full split. Or you you came out of that turn too early. They've got such... There's more... There's more unboxes um, for them to take or cross. Whereas someone who's just someone who enjoys to, to view performing mm-hmm. arts... All they have is I like it or I don't like it, and that's not a fair way yeah. to assess something as complicated as dance and choreography. Which is why I don't understand why, um, especially for that episode, for someone to sit there and be like, "Oh, I didn't like that." Can I just add to your age. Do you remember who didn't end up in the bottom of that episode? Karen Finance. Oh. <laughs> with her, with, with her balloon, balloon and making. Mind. 
Will her balloon make... I hope, I, I hope, not. you know, we talked about negativity and stuff earlier. I hope it doesn't ever come across that we're some sort of a Karen from finance hate train. Because I think there is a sweetness about Karen. There's, yeah, we're not just, a train, we're a jet plane. Okay, we hate her in a jet plane. She, I'm the, joking, I'm joking. This is a criticism of production for the push they gave her. Because it was very, very unfair to Karen herself. Um, but, I mean, come on. They put her in the bottom with Keita Mean when she had the fun quick change thing that at least showed off some skill. But they want the storyline of Keita as as Electra's boss sending her home, didn't they? They kept Karen at the bottom. And Art, much as I love her, did the weird, like, eating thing. I'm... Stop making me angry. We're going to move on. Yeah, let's move on, on, Tom. Because we were just talking about the redemption, (laughs) thankfully. Thankfully, none of that's happened Remember, we're a kind podcast, apparently. We're a kind podcast. Let's let's stick to that. With the epitome of kindness. You're going off script! (laughs) Uh, so I want to talk about the choreography. I I loved Electroshock's choreography. Mm. I was looking at it going, that's something I would want to learn. It was really good. And Fab. the other choreography, so if I've had to go through a list of choreographers I personally enjoy, mm-hmm. um, is uh, Miguel Zerati and now um, Electroshock. Yeah. There's something about the choreography that really speaks to me. Makes sense. It shows them off. Yeah. I like it. I felt like she was doing her best to work with them. One thing I did notice, she said a few times, um, once more again for Hannah. Oh, that is such a dance thing. So obviously, so it became very obvious that Hannah was the one who was struggling with choreography. Mm-hmm. I do want to, I do want to say that I have seen Hannah dance and do choreography before, you know, we, Bosom we, Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Mm-hmm. The issue isn't that Hannah can't dance. The issue isn't that Hannah can't do choreography. From my observation, the issue is that um, Hannah can't, isn't picking it up as quickly. It doesn't come as naturally, perhaps, as it does to Spanky and Queen. Maybe, but she's just not... not as quickly, at Yeah, least. she's not picking it up as quickly. Mm-hmm. But from what I can see, Hannah is a great dancer. And, and, and I, I, I stand by that. She's, she's a great dancer, and she is great with choreography. So if that, I would say. If Bosom Buddies is anything to go by, they were just a flawless performance. Not just Bosom Buddies, but there was that time in the workroom where they were just mucking around and dancing. <laughs> yeah. And um, her movements, for me... There's just a, there's a certain way that you just pretend to muck around and dance mm-hmm. that it just shows that you when she did that there was too much control in her movements yeah. for me to look at her and say that you're not a dancer because I was okay you're isolating your your upper body your body your lower body mm-hmm. to do that little hip move I'm like okay you understand your body you understand dance. I, I know that you understand choreography, so I know that the issue is that you're just not picking it up as quickly. She's experienced and skilled, isn't she? Um, but it's funny that you do say there was a lot of one more time for Hannah because <laughs> how many times as a dancer have you ever heard one more time for John? Okay, again, let's do it for John or one more time for Bolo or let's do it again for Bolo. And I've heard that for many choreographers that I've done um, productions or dances for. I do want to say that when I was in the royal family, in Paris, Goebel was the one doing the dance. She never said one more time for someone when I was when she was doing the number. Really? No, she never did. If you didn't get it, she would just be like, um, Paolo, can you swap with um with John? Paolo, can you swap with Mikey? Okay, let's do it again. Okay, cool, lock it in, moving on. She 
2002. So it's a bit like if you're not getting it, you're switching out. Exactly. And I've always told you whenever, oh. whenever oh. she's not, everyone knows that. So yeah. whenever she's teaching, even when she's not even, she'll walk into the room sometimes and she'll start, she'll play the music and you know she's going to teach us something. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times she will just choreograph on the spot and she'll just be like, listening to the music and then doing making up the dance on the spot people mm-hmm. will stop what they were doing and they will learn it just in case she went okay everyone come here and do mm-hmm. it and sometimes she would she'd be like turn around okay ready let's go if you don't have it she's just and she's not even bothered so okay bolo, I, 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 does it, she won't I move with um, Jessica okay mm-hmm. okay you it, do it again emotion doesn't really come into it by the sound so it's all about the, the performance the, the, and the she, good of the company it's all about yeah it's all about getting the job done mm-hmm. you know in, in the time frame so yeah, she never. So ever... at least Electra's giving people a second chance. I know. Here. So she's at least she's been a gracious teacher here. Yeah. She, one more time, but she would just be like, "Okay, just swap out, swap out." So that was Hannah. Any other standouts for you? I just, I mean, Queen Kong is she's fasting, isn't she? She's fasting because she was <laughs> eating. <laughs> she ate that choreography. Queen Kong must be doing intermittent fasting. She is on a diet because she was eating. She <laughs> ate that choreography. I was just watching her do that choreography in rehearsals, and I was just like, "You are joking me. You are." You are killing it. She was mopping it up. There was, I mean, and I could just see Electra. Electra could say nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she she gave her generic feedback like, okay, you're a dancer, so you have to make sure that you do this. If I was, if I was Queen Kong, and she said that to me, I'm like, um, yeah, okay. I'm well, sorry, were you not watching me? All she could say was like, well, you know, you've got such a reputation. If you don't get it right, it's a long way. That's it. That's it. But like, that's what you say when you got nothing else to say. Yeah, because Queen Kong was eager. Spanky was getting it. It was the only person that we saw have a little bit of time um, struggling was was Hannah. But then we feel like she'll get it in the end, didn't we? Yeah. The boys and bodies. What were their What were their names? Um, the uh, Babs. The Babs. Yeah. The Babs. Badass bitches. I mean, I, I love, I've got to say, Buzz and Buddies is really one of my favorite girl group songs for a long time. I've been listening to it quite a lot. Partners in crime. That was so out of tune. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want them to do a tour. Yes. And I think they will because they've clearly got a great bond. I think th- absolutely. Th- this will be like um, the, um, oh, who was it from UK season one? The uh, the Frock Destroyers. Destroyers. Yeah. So we've seen the choreo. There wasn't really a vocal recording session, but we did see them have a little chat with Delta Goodrum while writing their lyrics. And they had the TikTok lunch. So, yeah, but in this case, it's a, what did you call them? Oh, Jeffers. Jeffers. You didn't have them here, do you? No, we have Jaffa cakes, which are yeah. lovely, but we don't have these sweeties called They're Jaffers. like an orange chocolate ball. Um, I think you brought a pack or Juju brought Juju, a pack. Juju I have brought, tried them. Yeah, Juju brought a pack. They were um, delicious. They're an orange chocolate ball in a, in a hard shell. Mm, yummy. And they're red. Yes. Anything that you gained from the um, conversations, the one-on-ones that they have with each of the queens? A couple let's, of things. I mean, okay. you know I always have a bit of disdain for the Tic Tac lunch. Why? Um, just because um, Rue is either on it or just throwing around cod psychology cod um, psychology it's a phrase when somebody um is talking in a way that sounds as though they're psychologically trained but there's no substance to what they're saying oh like tiktok <laughs> it's 
full of it. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, sometimes Rue does... I mean, we saw her a few weeks ago really hit the nail on the head with, with Queen. Like, don't get me wrong, I think Rue has a lot of wisdom and experience that she can share, but sometimes it comes across as forced, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I did like her, her her chat with Queen. That was the one with the most substance, to be honest, because they were talking about kind of the inner child, her growing up um, uh, with, with without any... You know, well, what's the, what's the phrase? She grew up in... Uh, quite impoverished circumstances and experienced a lot of anxiety about kind of where the next meal was coming from, it sounded like. And she had that sort of struggle, spoke about guilt and shame. And really it came down to, for me, Queen just like feeling a drive towards success um, based on her past hardships, if that makes sense. Like Queen has experienced a lot of adversity and she's battled against a lot growing up in terms of not having the most and racism as well growing up and she's thrived and got to this position of stature but that achievement adds up to quite a lot of pressure for queen which i think has been her running theme all season and she said it herself it's why i've got big shoulders because she's carrying a lot of weight with her in terms of expectation that she places upon herself I think, um, but she's got such a huge amount of pride and she's aware of how important what she represents is. I, when I was listening to that conversation, the only thing I could think of is that if, if we did ever get some onto the podcast interview, for me, I would love to interview um, Queen Kong. I think you'd have so much to talk about. But I, I, not only that, I think there's something that you could actually maybe dissect and get into that because there's a lot of the things that I think that you've heard her discuss that I've discussed with you mm-hmm. um, off the mic and it's just so many things that I just really want to get into I mean because I feel like she also has the fear of failure there's a fear Definitely. of failure there Definitely. and I think for me growing up my experience of failure with my and with my parents wasn't as comforting as when I grow up and I watch my like what I see from my or hear from my mm. you know my my non POC friends and family yeah. when they their parents are quite supportive and they encourage the failure. But failure for me and my family was kind of you were embarrassed for it. You were made like mm-hmm. wow you failed. It, it was almost like. It was embarrassing to fail. So if you failed, you were you you're already humiliated. Whereas when I used to hear non POCs experiences with not doing well, mm-hmm. it was more oh you know it's okay, and it was it was very different. And I wonder, I wonder, if, and I I feel like I feel like that would be the same with Queen Kong and her upbringing. I just I feel like there's so many there's yeah. so much to dissect there. I think she hinted at it a couple of weeks ago. We I will come back to it and give Rue a lot of credit. The very very insightful thing that she said to her on stage in terms of her relationship with her dad and expectations there i think that was a real hint as to really connecting with what you're saying there to be honest if we ever had the the good fortune um to have a chat with queen kong i honestly think you'd lead more of the conversation i think you understand where she comes from far better than i do and i I think it'd be very very interesting um Moving on to Hannah. So, but this was also the most confident I've ever seen. Yes, she's Queen finally Kong. there. Yeah, that's this really, is, really good observation. This is the most yeah. confident I've ever seen Queen Kong in front of Rue all mm-hmm. season. And I was just sitting there going, "This is so nice. It was so refreshing. It was, it was she, just." She's. I think it's because she knows she's going to nail this challenge. 
And she's like, Rue, you're going to see what I can do. You've seen it, but you're going to see it again. Rue, um, do you have your seatbelt on? <laughs> yeah, do you have your seatbelt on? Rue, I hope your wig's- I'm about to crash this competition. Oh, <laughs> hope your wig's glued down, Rue. Because I'm about to try and blow it off. <laughs> um, Hanaconda. Now, this is the, where the cod psychology comes in, where Rue said, Now, people who strive for perfection often come from a place of disarray. I was like, mm, Is that really the <laughs> case, Rue? Everyone, welcome, Trixie Mattel. <laughs> I think there's a hundred different reasons why people can strive for perfection. And I actually think a far more common theme in my experience of people who, uh, who are perfectionistic and who strive a lot is actually expectations, probably linking into Queen, actually, expectations placed upon them by. Uh, primary caregivers um, and other other influences. Um, and Hannah does actually kind of say to Rue, yeah, it's kind of not the case, but okay. <laughs> She's kind of like, I did have a really nice childhood, but there was some, you know, there was some complexity during my teen years when my uh, parents had a relationship. I think she hints that they broke up, if not permanently for a while. Um, and yeah, that that's a little insight into Hannah. I feel like Hannah... We've had the least amount of insight into her story as a person yeah. compared to the others. Um, I'd love to know more. And I feel like they glossed over her a little bit here. In the words of Michelle Visage, I do not know who Hannah is. I feel like who I... Who is Hannah? I know lots about Hannah in terms of the fact that she's lovely, she's fun, she's entertaining. She's got a great fun, shady side. She is perfectionistic. We know that. Uh, she's a striver. Um, but this didn't give us much more insight and she hasn't been given the same plot line as Spanky and Queen this season. Spanky's conversation? This again came came back to some other themes that we've learned about Spanky. We know she's maternal. We know that she's caring. And it was really interesting to find out that she actually works in a caring profession. She works in childcare. And it just not, makes sense. She's not doing drag full time. Um, it, it makes sense yeah. because she is such a caring and nurturing person. And I've said it before. Yeah. She was there for Fofur in week one. Your biggest fear, I would mm-hmm. assume, when you go into Drag Race, is going home first. Yep. And she was on with her reputation, representing New Zealand, having done it for so long, having done the damn good. Mm-hmm. She was in the bottom on the first week. However, mm-hmm. she found the time to go and comfort another queen in that time she's so empathic i mean the the pain that she felt by seeing foe being upset took her out of her own pain and made her go comfort her which is really remarkable I it really c- is i couldn't do that and i am the most giving and loving person you, you will ever meet you are my darling. but i i just i can't imagine in that in that time in that kind of situation putting someone else before me and and maybe that's why that moment to me was so such a wow factor because I just couldn't imagine doing that myself when I the bottom in the first week potentially going home against and, and remember Queen Kong was also in the bottom so she could have also been lip syncing against Queen Kong. I mean, I mean, her drive to care for others actually defines her life because Spanky gave up a huge amount because she said that she really found her tribe in Melbourne after having moved away from Palmerston North. Um, and being a kind and um, honourable person when her grandparents who'd adopted her um, and raised her, um, when I think she said granddad, didn't she, became unwell, or, or dad really to her, 
she came back and she cared for him and gave up an awful lot in Melbourne, but she doesn't regret any of that. It's just something that needed to be done. I think that's remarkable. But she also said that like that experience gave her time with her dad, who's still with us, thankfully. I'm sure she said that. Um, and that, you know, they've had so much more time together and she got to know him better. And like, kind of, I think it's so interesting because her being the palmy queen has also defined her journey on this. She's like the small town girl with this wholesome sensibility and this sense of camp and humor that like, sure, she doesn't, she's not the most polished in the competition, but she's got everything else and it, it's part of her uniqueness and it's part of her small town charm. And it's just so good to see this caring small town girl make good and make it to the top three she deserves it she does all three of them do for different reasons because it wasn't just for, for it was also with when beverly and yuri guy and yuri mm-hmm. she's just i think anyone should be there for so spanky's just she's got mm-hmm. my heart because of that yeah. but also she has week by week not only gone better in the challenges, mm-hmm. but the hair has become more and more voluminous. Paolo, it's biggened. It is just, oh my. Is, I can't wait to see how big her hair is this episode. I, oh gosh, I, I want Alvira. <laughs> I want Alvira. Hi. I want Lady Bunny. I, I want Lady Bunny. I, I, I want Tracy Turnblad from Hairspray. Okay, that's what I, I want. I want Divine. Yeah, just, I want, I want volume. I want yes. volume. I want Monica. And and I want I want Monica and friends when she went when to, she goes to the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the humidity. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. humidity. That's what I want. I want that kind of. I love volume. that bit where Phoebe says, she, "Phoebe, I need to talk to you. Are you leaving the Supremes?" <laughs> yeah, this is great. It's great. Okay, so that's a choreography that we talked about there as a tic tac. I think that we can move on and see the actual final performances and the eleganza extravaganza, the final look of the runway. We have just seen the final performance. And first of all, so what a good job. I love seeing these three queens perform together. The chemistry is fantastic. I'd like to compliment like their unison, the choreo in general. Um, all around, all around. This was great. Is, this is, was this, great. It's the second performance of Babs. They were the album. First of all, when's the album coming up? Second of all, when is the tour? And third of all, when's the tour coming to the UK? Please come to the UK. This queen should. Please, please come. Please. You know how uh, um, there's that running joke and obviously Alaska capitalized on it. Come to Brazil. Come to Brazil. Come to UK. Come to the UK. Come to UK. Come to UK. It's always barmy and it doesn't work here. It's, it's always, um, we always act the fool in Liverpool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, no. So. Act the fool, girl. Act the fool, girl. Act the fool. Act the, first of all, um, we just saw the Who Is She, and it was great. And when I said everyone shined, yes. Hannah was amazing. Spanky was amazing. Queen Kong was amazing. Compliments all around. We watched it actually a few times through just to try and get the flavor. I will say the song... The song itself, I find slightly hard to digest on first listen, but I got it by the third listen. Do you I know think. what it was? And I'll tell you why. For me, Hannah mm. started it off. Hannah started um, off her lyrics in the off mm-hmm. beat, not in the off beat, in the off count, in the sense that. Obviously, she was guided into doing that I by know. the producer, though. I, she, you know? she, um, it, it wasn't, I, I don't know how to explain it. She, it's like her she verse started that in, in a funny bit. Yeah, it's, it's like 
her verse started in the second line and not in the first line because she do you know how to explain her fault a production thing but by the time that we'd listened to it like two or three times i felt like i got the song better and yeah. Again, to compliment She's, the overall yeah. performance. Hannah started off in a funny part, which kind of made you have to think, oh, how does the rhythm go? It made, yeah. you, it made your mind go, oh, what is the rhythm? How does this go? And then and then it kind of confused you. But she then was, when Spanky's verse and Queen's verse came, it, for me, it started a, to make yeah, more sense. And then it's, oh, there is the flow. Part. Yeah. So, so Hannah's she, verse was, welcome to the snake pit. It's mm-hmm. a place of love. It's time to embrace it. I'm Hannah Conda, queen of this castle. Everyone is welcome. There's time to be hateful. Life mm-hmm. is a journey. You'll make mistakes. Shed off the skin. You can't carry that way. Be the best <laughs> you that you can be. Because when you find your magic, you'll be set free. I like the snake metaphors that she wove in. Like shedding your skin in particular is a really nice metaphor for kind of like growth and evolution. Um, can I just compliment her look, by the way? I think her look was my favorite because it was so 80s. So, when when is Henaconda never the bell of the ball? I mean, that hair, I would like to wear that hair just daily. That big kind of backcombed hairsprayed 80s. She looked like Nancy Wilson from Heart. You know, you know Heart, who did um, Alone? Uh, and Nancy's the blonde sister who got pushed to the front because they, very sadly, they sidelined Anne. For, do you remember I had a whole phase of singing yeah, that song? But Nancy did lead vocals on some of their later singles, like There's the Girl and that sort of thing. And she's given me that kind of like Nancy Wilson vibe. And I loved her look so good in this kind of like silvery jumpsuit as well. Um, the yeah. misdirect in the rehearsals. I know mm. for a fact Hannah went and rehearsed in the hotel room. She was rehearsing because she was she was amazing. Always yeah. on, always shining. She was great. That look was very reminiscent of the Vivian's cloak, um, Vivian's look. Do you remember the Vivian doing, um, we met the designer in that gay club? Oh, I know what you're talking about. So the one that was inspired by Grace Jones and yeah. Peter McHale, it was the I, Bond. I think that that looks quite... Look. I get what you mean. Jumpsuit, except that one was hooded that the Viv wore, right? But, yeah. What are you doing, by the way? I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Very excited. I'm moving in agitated fashion there. But um, Hannah was great. looked gorgeous, sounded great, um, and moved beautifully. Moved beautifully. Next up, we got Spanky Jackson. Spanky Jackson. Now, her verse is, hold up, don't forget about me. That's right. It's a mother taking Spanky. Came from the bottom to the top. You girls better watch out. I'm coming in hot. Oh, you filling my walk. And then she sings this severe up in I here. I really enjoyed her singing. Give me the crown, girl. It's mine because I serve it up to you every time. I mean, you know what? This is how you add in the fact that you can sing. Of the trio, she's the the singer, isn't she? Yep. And I yep. do enjoy Spanky's pipes. And we, we heard it in ba- Babs. I keep wanting to call them Babs, but they're Babs in Babs as well. Her look's cute. It's very Spanky. It's very like pop art, a little bit raver, this fun like dance outfit. It's just very Spanky. It's fun, you know? I, I like I, it. I look at the outfit and I see fun. I like her verse. I like her verse. It makes sense to me. The flow makes sense to me. I love that she did the rap. And then, Mm -hmm. oh, you feel like I walk. And then she went into not just a key. She went into Mm -hmm. a nice key. She's like Azealia Banks. She She has the range. Tom, does she have the range? She does. She has the range. range. She has the range. What did you think of her moves and her choreo? I think Spanky 
served. She, she was serve, she, she was a waitress tonight because <laughs> she was serving cherry pie. Cherry, cherry pie. <laughs> she was serving. And you know one thing I love about you know you got the dance. What makes you different? Mm-hmm. The face. And her face was selling it. It was finale. She was like, yeah. Mm. She had the look, the walk to the side, the attitude. She was yeah. delivering. Spanky was amazing. Do you know what? It reminds every time I speak Spanky, I see Spanky perform. I'm just so happy because I remember week one when she was in the bottom, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's in the bottom." I thought she was gonna go far, and then she pulled out that lip sync, and I'm like, "What? What? Yeah. What? Who was she? She's got. I like, was like, yeah. Who was she? Who was she? She's got like assassinated of movement on stage, isn't she? Also, just another thing about her look: the Spanky of week one would not have been wearing like padding tights and fishnets. So I want to compliment her shape is what I'm saying. She looks fantastic. I think she's I think she's stunning. I think she's got a great voice and I think she was a phenomenal performer tonight, especially when it came to the performance factor with the face. Her body was right. I I loved it. I loved it. Spanky was so good. And last but certainly not least. Absolutely Queen not. Queen. It's a Queen, Queen Kong. Kong. Queen Kong. Top. But she's number one. Pacifica royalty, baby. This is how it's done. Assassin, I'm the leader of this pack. I've been only my shin. Ain't no turning back. Okay, I'm about to take the crown from you. That's right. I'm always shut it down. I'm the fiercest chick that you will ever see. None of these bitches got shit on me. First of all, A, yeah, she's got rhythm. She got rhythm, but I just want to say, I think I was screaming. You were. You were screaming, just to recap. You were. I was screaming her performance. I mean, that lovely barrel. I, I need to find out what it is. The barrel leap. Barrel turn leap, whatever it is. It's just, it's so refreshing to see a movie. After 30 seasons yes. on Drag Race, to see someone bring something new mm-hmm. is always going to be great. And she can go down in history for being someone who brought something new to the table. My only fear is that now, now like the splits, people are going to try to tempt that and hurt themselves <laughs> or just... Or just flop on the ground oh, and no. just and just like roll on the floor <laughs> like who Latrice and Bag of Chips. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love Bagger till the end of time. Oh, I she love can them both. flop around in whatever way she wants. Um, she I, just to compliment her look as well. Mug tick hair tick. I don't know that I can see those white strips. That's it's my only, only criticism. criticism. So I would love it if those um, white straps match the skin tone. Yeah. Um, because they don't need to be there. And it would create a really good illusion. Because obviously they're holding up the bodice. Either, I mean, Tip-Tape probably wouldn't hold it with all the movement. So that's why the straps are there. But they, I, I would love it if they match the skin tone. But it's a minor criticism. Like... Her mug is always so beautiful. And I love, I love big, curly, natural, dark hair on her. She just pulls it off so beautifully. Um, I could look at her face and hair all day. And, you know, this is a dance question. I love the color. This, like, champagne rose on her. Really, really gorgeous. Um, and she probably looks the most contemporary out of the three of them. The interesting bit for me is they're almost like Elizabethan puff sleeve. That's really interesting. I want to give credit to Electra. For the choreography. She deserves that um, credit, yeah. We need to give credit for it. It was beautiful. I really enjoyed it. And then out of all three queens, Queen Kong executed it 
just a mac. She is a yeah. choreographer's dream. When you have a vision and you you hope that others can do it better than you. Mm-hmm. As a choreographer, you want someone to do it better. You want them to make you look good. And I think that's what Queen Kong did. I Queen also, Kong was yeah. just flawless throughout. I also love the face she gave. She's such a natural stage. She gives such attitude in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Queen Kong and Spanky are so in sync when they appeared as opposites, you know, when Hannah's in the sense and then when opposites, they're framing Hannah. Yeah, when they're when they're paired as opposites, Spanky and Queen Kong are just they're a, a natural born duo and it's Whenever, like, whenever you're in a dance company, you always have your opposite. You always know who you're going to be paired with because the director or the choreographer has found out, oh, you two complement each other well. So you're always going to be opposite each other. You always are going to be. Watch in any big production, you'll see that they use, usually they'll have the same person um, being the opposing on the other mm-hmm. side of the others, in, even with the transitions. And that's exactly what I would do with Spanky and Queen Khan because them two are just so in sync they are so in sync with their performance. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's so great that in the short time they have found that. But it's, it's just so beautiful to watch. Because yeah. it, it just, in my mind, they make sense. Absolutely. I cannot cho- I mean, if I had to choose, if I had to rank, there is no bottoms in the top three in this performance. Mm-hmm. It's only from my my most favorite to my, to my least the most favorite. Because they were all stunning. I think we need to just reiterate that because this is such a good performance. There was no loser here. And I'll be honest, I can't choose between Queen Kong and Spanky for my, my number one spot here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go towards Queen. I'm going to go towards Queen even though I love them all. I can't. I really can't. Because Spanky just has that that face the face for me is so important she she was giving like attitude and face whereas queen kong i mean she was giving she was giving everything she was giving, oh my god i can't i can't do it I can't. Well, maybe the runway will help us decide let's have a look anaconda i mean first of all it's eleganza extravaganza your best drake anaconda does is, not disappoint does she? She, she she never has i never expected her to this is stunning this bloody stunning. This feels really couture. Um, so she walks out in this purple um, full-length board gown with the gold embellishments and this really interesting back piece. So it puts me most in mind. I, I've, I've not got like an exact reference in mind, but it puts me most in mind of some East Asian designers like Guape and Miss Sohee. Um, there's just something about like the grandeur and the kind of avant-garde quality of it that puts me in mind of those designers. Um, I just think she's absolutely beautiful. She shows like this is truly like eleganza extravaganza finale crowning. She's ticked every box. I really like this like dark auburn hair on her as well. She looks really really beautiful. Like full marks, Hannah. No notes. No notes. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's beautiful. This is the most, this is the best look I've seen for Queen Kong. I love it. Queen looks regal. I, this is, I, I love, mean, I don't know what fashion is, but I think this is her. I love the color combinations. We've got this beautiful gold. There's like feathers are like the running theme, aren't they? So she's got the gold embellishments and the neck piece and the head piece and the kind of gauntlets and the hip cutouts. But the rest of it is like this velvety, like deep midnight teal 
It's not quite black. There's there's like a, a blue green undertone. Midnight blue, which is evocative of like the sea at night time or something like that. Um, I love the shape. So we've got essentially kind of lots of these feathery embellishments over the shoulders and the rest sort of clings and hugs to her frame and gives her like a kind of almost Morticia Adams like wiggle silhouette. Yeah, very heterine silhouette. From Pokemon. Very heterine yeah. silhouette. Very um, Morticia Adams. But this is gorgeous, the, the feathery Tom. elements give me a bit like a 90s Dior or Mugler kind of thing. I can picture a Mugler and a Dior look that are very like almost a bit um, Quel de Ville with, like, the black feathers. So she's, she's very, like, wicked, powerful queen. Imagine her thoughts in, in week one, where she's like, I have to make it an outfit when I got this yeah. in the bag. Are you joke? Are you really? It's very- I am in overdraft. Yeah. I've got three loans, instant finances knocking at my door. Okay. I've got Brad Street knocking at my windows. And you you want me to make my own outfit? Okay. All right. Go off, sis. Go off. I love this look. It is... It's just, this Polynesian regality at its it, finest. It's very like Tyra Sanchez, isn't it? Like when it's time to wear yeah, it. Yeah, it, it would call me. me. It would speak it to, would me. to me. I love it. Next up, we have Spanky Jackson. Now, Spanky looks probably the most glamorous and polished we've ever seen her all season, which feels appropriate for the My favourite wig on her? Now, I want to say, Minnie told us, I'm sure she's had this on air. She didn't say it off air, did she? That um, she left a wig for Spanky along with like her note. And I am 100% convinced that this is a Mini Cooper wig that's been left for Spanky. Um, it doesn't look like Spanky's other wigs. And this is, it complements the outfit beautifully. So she's clearly serving Marilyn Monroe, Mr. President. Now, at the time of filming, I don't think the Met Gala with Kim Kardashian's desecration of that gown had even happened, had it? So it's so interesting that the coincidence that this was she went for this old school Hollywood classic look, but this Come is on. this is really really beautiful. This I, is an example of how much North selling trains, Tom. It really really is. I mean, she was ahead of the curve before Kim was doing it, and she's got curve. Look at that body. The body is right. The hair is right. The makeup I, I'll is be right. honest. I love everything from the waist up. I, I just wish if that I the... could give one tiny little bit and it's minor because she looks so beautiful. Oh, absolutely. I wish the stoning went a bit further down. Yeah. That's all. That's it. That's, that's all. it. But I think that she looks gorgeous. The, the... She looks tasty. I want a bite. Only because if I think of the reference point, obviously Marilyn's was, um, I forget, made it, but Bob Mackie was involved. She Bob Mackie actually designed it. Um, the stoning went all over, but obviously it was in it. that was a, a pricelessly expensive gown. Spanky does not have infinite resources. Um, so I appreciate what she's doing here because she's creating like detail at the top and like a flow at the bottom. So I do see what she's going for. I'm going to say this. Based on the challenge in the runway, mm-hmm. my winner for Drag Race Season 2 is Queen Kong. And I'm just I'm just speaking my mind and my heart. I think we've got three amazing worthy queens here. But if I were a batting man, it would be Queen. Queen kind of killed the episode. But Spink and Spinky. I don't um, know. I don't know what to do. Hannah has done beautifully as well. Like the three of them are so fantastic. It's all a, it's all a matter of degrees. It's not. There's no losers here. There are very worthy top three who've all done themselves very very proud. It's just, I do think Queen has got it. And I'm going to be honest, I think Queen is the winner that Drag Race Down Under needs at yeah. this point. 
Hannah and Spanky, if they do not get the crown, I cannot wait to see them on an international, um, uh, you know, well, the next one could be, who knows? Because we're getting Canada versus the world. Let's hope the next one's Down Under versus the world. And Hannah and, and, and Spanky would be shoe-ins. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm thinking about the future. Yeah. I do not have a crystal ball. But Let's just focus on today. For me, there is, and this is, first of all, Hannah polish through and through. I just feel that this final episode leaned more towards the skills and talents of Spanky and Queen Kong. I agree with so you. So that's why, for me, the winner of this episode is going to be between Queen Kong and Spanky. If, uh, if For me, it comes down to the runway because they are both phenomenal. They are both phenomenal in the performance. My favorite look on this runway between Queen Kong and and spanky as queen i love i love the, the this more look. i look at it in the details like I, i'm such a sucker for gold with like a teal or an emerald and like the 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 depth of this color the more i look at it the more details I look at it. it's oh sumptuous let's um let's yeah so i've said my piece you'll hear us uh, react to the final run uh, the final lip sync yeah. so shall we move there all right the time has come let's go we're gonna be oh my goodness we're going to be watching the finale. It's a three-way lip sync for the crown now. Three-way lip sync. Oh, it's oh, individual, which I do like. So it's like All Stars season six. They're yes. doing it one by one. I'm wondering if we're going to see some reveals. How the hell are you supposed to dance in a gown? Reveals, reveals. Yes, it's a great Kylie song. There we go. Hannah's shed her big skirt. Spanky's giving her some classic Spanky moves. Oh. <laughs> Was that... Queen's having a little moment with her headpiece. Take it off, Queen. Yep. There we go. Here we are. Spanky's beautiful. She, yeah. Queen's reveal has helped her move. I just want to say Spanky's outfit is more accustomed to a performance right now. She didn't need the reveal, did she? She no. can move in it. Queen's such a natural mover. Hannah's killing it. Hannah's giving it her all. Hannah's killing it. And with Spanky, I'm just seeing all the Spankyisms that we've come to love. Do you see what I mean by Spanky's really she's good just, at using her face? She's so she's, funny she's and lovely. Really, yeah, she's really good at that. I don't. Oh, I wish there wasn't a bit of reveal underneath that for a queen as well. You don't like the cycling shorts. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's one step away from Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Oh no, no, do not, do not. You Spanky's got it. Pulling it. Wow, 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 wow. They're all giving it their all. Spanky's calling it. Who do you think? Who who do you think is really kind of? Well, we've not seen any major stunts. No, but like I just want to say that Hannah's Hannah and Spanky are calling it. I mean, Queen's amazing too. I can't call it. This lip sync was very entertaining, but hasn't. Oh my god! Is it? Add, is that the lip sync? Yeah. That's it. Spanky had those really fun streamers. 
I, I can't. That's not added anything into my decision making. I, I'm gonna go on my original gut and thoughts. Sorry, but Hannah Conda for me has climbed her way back into contending. Rue's talking over you, by the way. Oh, Keita to step down. Come off. Yes, Keita Mean. Who's this skinny bitch? Yes, with the wings and the. Wow. She's like some sort of. Come on, aluminium oh, she's wings. Futuristic Nevertiti Barbie. I almost want to just tone this down. I love because I, her finale look was wings as well, remember? Yes, but it was a bit more polished than this. But she looks amazing. She does. <laughs> so nice to see Keita again. She's so lovable. Oh my gosh. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't know what to do. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. A sickening supply. Come on, Samsung. Who will it be? I w uh, We've said our piece. I still wanted to be queen. I'll be honest, queen or spanky. But any one of these queens are worthy. They're so worthy and we love them all. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's spanky! Congratulations, spanky! Spanky, you beauty! I. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I can't. I'm really, really happy for her. I adore this queen. Congratulations, Spanky! Taking it home to Palmerston North. The crown stays in New Zealand. It stays in New Zealand. The oh crown my gosh. stays in New Zealand, if, baby. If Queen had won, you'd have claimed it for New Zealand as well. well either way, I want to say Polynesia. She's a South Auckland girl. Do you know what? It, it really was a great top three. So and tight. It was very so tight. But you can't be angry with Spanky. I love it. She was in the bottom week one and she wins. And I hope this gives hope to everyone else that, okay, you know what? That doesn't define you. You can fight for her. She's fought. Spanky Jackson is amazing. She has heart. She has kindness. She has talent in spades. And you know what? In her finale look, she looks truly, truly beautiful. And that hair and makeup, she's just... She's just... She's full package queen. If this is how much she has grown in terms of her 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 looks and polish, yeah. can you imagine how much it will grow further after the competition? It's only going to get bigger and better. And Spanky, we we love you. Do we you know, I want to call it as well. I was following Spanky before this season, and she was following us. Spanky's Spanky's amazing. She's Queen no Kong's G. amazing. Spanky's Hannah Conda is amazing. All of these queens are amazing. Hannah is beauty, polish, fun, personified. Queen is regal, and she's always a winner. She's always Queen Kong. 
and Spanky's so worthy too. They all are. I want to see these. I want to see Bubs touring. Um, please come to the UK, guys. Please, we'll get the meet and greet. We we will pay the. Extra. We, we wouldn't. We wouldn't pay meet and greet for most queens, but we would. But for we you. will come and see you. Yeah, because you are our bosom buddies. Thank you to the cast of Drag Race season two. It's yeah. been amazing. Um, and I, I'm happy. I'm sad that it's over because I was really enjoying <laughs> really enjoying Drag Race. I'm going to post my first Instagram post I can't in like wait. a week because oh, I've gone out with Instagram. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed. Uh, we are going to... The next time we will be podcasting will be UK Season 4. Now, because of, obviously, events in the UK, we're not 100% sure when that will debut but guaranteed guys we will be there yes we will be there and we might even have a look at drag race philippines and give a little like condensed episode a few episodes yeah we love it so enjoyable so maybe you know so that you know you're not left without nothing we'll 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 post something for you okay those shoes those shoes (laughs) because you'll be seeing this again Uh. not this (laughs) that's what she said not this Girl, you just enter home and you want to rub it in further. She's a Paolo as well. Oh, you know. Mm. What's in a name? Thank you very much. We do appreciate everyone that listens. And um, we love that the podcast is growing more and more. Um, and we love all the messages that you give us. And thank you, yeah. everyone, thank you so much for listening. We, really, um, we, we hope that we make the dishes easier. We hope that we <laughs> help you with your childcare. <laughs> we, ho- we hope that we help you with your run, whatever it is. Your, your yeah. drive to work, you drive home from work, you, you at the gym, we're just going for a walk. We, we we love that we're a part of that. They're part of your life. Yes, I have nothing to add to that. That was beautiful. Yeah. So thank you very much. This is Paolo. And up some. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.